Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. There are things that should not be. Copycat killers. They exist. Those who are compelled to turn bloody fiction into a real-life horror story. He was inspired by the Joker. They do it because the acts give them power and control. The license to kill. Life imitates art. And unfortunately, so does death. Reels and Podcast One, who brought you Murder Made Me Famous, comes the next great true crime podcast, Copycat Copycat Killers. Killers. Join host Dr. J. Buzz Von Orensteiner as he analyzes true crimes based on Hollywood hits. New episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Dan Patrick. Season's greetings from all of us at the Dan Patrick Show. Only the best people work on the holidays. Dan and the Danettes are off. This is what we do for the holidays. <laughs> but the Dan Patrick Show continues straight on into 2020. Uh, who here has their house decorated? Yeah, we got all kinds of special things that we have like around the door. and. Can you bring in a picture? Yeah, I can take a picture. Yeah, He brings in a company to decorate his house for Christmas. <laughs> I, I think I'm less lazy, more just I just know my limitations and I can't. Uh, you can't, can't hang some, something up and another man can. That's correct. But the playoffs are approaching and college bowl season is here. From the Mercedes-Benz Studios in Los Angeles, this is the Dan Patrick Show. This is the Dan Patrick Show. I am Chris Broussard alongside my partner, Rob Parker. We are filling in for Dan. We are the Odd Couple. You can listen to our show right here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, as uh, from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 4 to 7 Pacific, every Monday through Friday. So uh, we are the Odd Couple in for Dan Patrick. And Rob, we're obviously going to stick with the NFL on this NFL Monday. Black Monday. To, that's right, Black Monday. We already have seen two head coaches fired, right? Freddie Kitchens in Cleveland. They got rid of him last night. And then earlier, right when we started the show, Pat Shermer with the New York Giants is gone. And <clears throat> the next one to be gone might not be the next one, but everybody is expecting the hammer to come down on Jason Garrett after nine and a half seasons with the Cowboys. And Rob and Chris, I just want to say Adam Schefter had a tweet basically that the, there's a chance that the Giants and Browns will also do some other stuff in the front office and that mm. the new coaches would have some say as to, you know, what's going on. Front office wise, you remember the big Bill Parcells used to always say, "If I'm cooking the groceries, yeah. I want to be able to buy it as well." So that's interesting. Even it though is Gettleman is, is staying, you know what I mean? His, his power might be reduced. And the same thing I talked about earlier in the show. Maybe John Dorsey doesn't have as much. You know what I mean? He might have a reduced power role as well. But he gets I to thought stay. about that when we talked about Dorsey mm-hmm. because I thought, like, look, 
if you bring in a big name head coach, a Mike McCarthy, who has earned, you know, he's won a Super Bowl. Yep. He had a nice run. What did he nice win? Run. Five or yeah. six division titles, yeah. right? With, with the Panthers? It, it ended badly, but that doesn't, you know, that had happens toward the end of 10 years. Yep. Don't act like he didn't have a great run in Green Bay. And if you bring in a coach like that, in a lot of cases, they will want some say in maybe they have some say in personnel. And don't forget you know, you, the Redskins fired Bruce Allen, their team president. So they're yeah, looking and for hire Ron Rivera, which again was interesting because a lot of times you want your GM to be involved. He, right. The GM wants to hire a coach or his own coach or at least be involved, right? Right. And that's not the case with Rivera. It's so, not done yet, but that's it's it's all expected for it to happen. It's exactly. Be Rivera. Yep. So if it's Rivera, does the GM have more power than Rivera? No, how could he? If, if Rivera gets there before him, Chris, right? I mean Yeah. I, it, that's, you're that's right. Was, I I think they wanted to get at Rivera right away so nobody else would take him. Although if I'm Ron with Rivera and it's it's his agent's job to know this. How good of a chance does he have to get the Dallas job or the Cleveland job? Right. Both of which I think are better than the Washington job. Yeah. The only problem so, I think is whenever you go with the Cowboys, you know what you're getting in Jerry Jones. We just yep. had Hugh Jackson talk about it. Guys like that can't step away, Chris. Even though you say the Cowboys have won four playoff games in 25 years, right? With Jerry running the place like a mom and pop store. <laughs> I mean, uh, so, so if you so go there, you, do you think the Washington job is better? You would actually no, I, no, I'm not. Okay. I, I know I'm not saying that, and there must be a reason because I'm the same thing with Daniel Schneider. It's been a disaster, Chris, since he bought the Redskins. We've seen it. You've seen all the empty seats. Yeah. You were no. We we both grew up when the Redskins were one of the, the best franchises in the NFL. Yep. There was a ten year waiting list to get tickets. Everybody in D.C. were all about the skins. Chris, have you watched their game? The stadium's empty. No People doubt. won't go. I mean, no. it's been ruined down there uh, and under Daniel Snyder's watch. So is that an attractive job? No, I, I don't think it is. And that's why, again, the reports are that Rivera's going to be the next head coach there. But if I'm him and he should have options, and he has been mentioned, mentioned. Now it doesn't mean he's the front runner for both the Dallas and Cleveland jobs. If I'm him, I sit still. I don't know who the GM is unless he's bringing in his own guy, somebody he's worked with before, maybe. Uh, so I'm looking at Dallas, but this speaks to the dysfunction in Dallas, Rob. It does because why is Jason Garrett? I get it if you didn't want to just blast him right after the game. Why are they I, waiting okay. till noon central time? Right. You know, like, just tell the guy you're not coming back. That, I, Rivera may be, like, his people probably are like, we don't know what Dallas is going to do. Even if they get rid of Jason Garrett, we're not getting any, any you know, signs that you're the front runner or whatever. So he would have to look at, you know, Washington. But that, to me, it speaks to more of the dysfunction in Dallas because, as you said, and Jerry even mentioned it last night. I don't care if you hire every name out there. We're not going to be forced to work on everybody else's timetable. That's what you've been doing for 25 years. Yes, man. and it hasn't worked. worked out for it you? hasn't worked for you. Right. So do something different. But as you said, and as you said, these guys that are so involved and hands-on, 
They don't want to let go. And let's stick with Dallas, Rob. Dak Prescott. Now, it's amazing. Would you have thought at the beginning of the year when he was hold, you know, he want, he didn't hold out like Ezekiel Elliott did. Right. But and obviously he was headed into his last year of his contract. Did you think it would go this long? Would you have bet that at the end of the year he doesn't have a contract? No, I, I, I didn't think so. I mean, I, I was a little surprised that they never got the deal done for him. Uh, and then, you know, when you look at the year that he had, Chris, he only, what was he, just one yard short of uh, Tony Romo's most yards thrown by Dallas Cowboy quarterback? Yeah. Right? Here, here's the interesting thing, Rob. You want to look at numbers. Okay, Dak Prescott, you mentioned the yardage. Right. Okay, he was second in the NFL in yards. Told yards, 4,902. And very close, as you said, to the all-time franchise record for the Cowboys. He was fourth in touchdowns with 30 compared to only 11 interceptions. So fourth in touchdowns. And then he was fourth in QBR. And you know, QBR supposedly... Takes into consideration everything. Drop passes, pressure on the quarterback, you know, the context, like what passes are important and what aren't. All And he was fourth behind Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Drew Brees. Right. So you know that his representation is going to take these numbers to them and say, look, our guy got it done. The defense wasn't as stout as it was supposed to be. Right, it'll be don't blame Dak. He did yep. his part. Yep. So where are you? Now, I, let me just say this real quickly, and then I want to hear where you are on Dak, what you do with him. I think that the reason he's not signed, from reading the reports and stuff, there was a report out there that some people disregarded, but it seems like it may have been true, that he wants around 40 million a year and that his people's rationale is the cap is jumping right 40 looks crazy right now but in three years if not two that's not going to look that bad because the salary cap keeps rising and the next quarterback who's very good on his free agent deal will get another you know will will surpass that so they want 40 million that's the thought I would not give him 40. I would, I would give him Jared Goff type money. What Goff get 35? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around, you know, it's look, it is, is he the best quarterback in the league? No. Is he a top five quarterback? No. As much as I like him, he's not a top five quarterback. Right. He just isn't. No. And, and will he, I think he could, you know, become that in the future, but he's not right now. But I still would not give him forty million. I would give him right around the top of the league. And if he doesn't want that, then I'm franchising you. And you got to play, right? Franchise tag. He can be mad, but you've got to play, right? You want to get that next deal? <laughs> you got to go out there and ball. No doubt. Well, right. So, I, what, what's your thoughts? I've I've always, you know, this, Chris, because we talk about it on the Odd Couple all the time. I'm not a Dak Prescott guy. I'm I'm just not. I just think the numbers are are not always legit. I always look at who do you beat. I always believe in that. The teams that you beat, he struggles against the better teams, the better defenses. We saw it this year. 
There were so many games this year where they needed Dak to do something, and he wasn't able to do it. You know, they um, what was the big game uh, against the Eagles? Well, they lost to New Orleans, yeah, right? I mean, but they lost. They lost to New Orleans without uh, Drew Brees. Right, Drew Brees was out. Remember. Uh, the, the Saints beat the Cowboys without throwing a touchdown that game. Teddy Bridgewater beat them without throwing a touchdown. Yep. Dak threw one. They lost to the Jets. Dak didn't play well in that game. The Jets, as bad as they are, had pretty decent defense, right? Then, uh, they, they go to Philadelphia with the division on the line. Chris, no touchdowns in a game against the beat up and depleted Eagles. That was his moment to like that would have won the division. Then they would have said Dak has helped us win three out of the last four NFC East. Three out of four. It's hard to poo-poo that, right? But they needed him and he couldn't even get a touchdown in that game. And I know there were drops, but Chris, there were also overthrows and misthrows by Dak Prescott. Yeah. So I see the stats, I see all the numbers. I'm just not that impressed. And I just wonder. Does he wind up being Kirk Cousins, where the Redskins wouldn't commit to him, Chris, even though the Redskins drafted Kirk Cousins, they watched every single practice snap of the guy, but they just wouldn't commit and just wouldn't give him that contract. So Kirk Cousins had uh, two franchise tags, right? And then he went to Minnesota and got a three-year deal, all guaranteed money. So so I, I can't – if I'm the Cowboys, I could love Dak Prescott. I can't give him a, a commit a contract of $40 million, even if that's the going rate coming off of this season, where everybody, a lot of people, Chris, thought they were going to the Super Bowl or at least be in the Super Bowl mix. And a year where the Giants are terrible again, right? If, would you give and, him and, like the, and the Eagles struggle. Would you give him $33, 35000000 million a year? Probably, but his people probably okay. won't take it. You know well, what I'm saying? Like, so you're you're similar to where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like you said, people, listeners to the Odd Couple know you're not a that guy. I'm a that guy. Right. But it sounds like we're so, somewhat on the same page in that I'll pay him 35 a year, roughly. But I can't give him the top value, top no, dog contract after this year. Market. And Stephen Jones, the, the Cowboys, you know, executive VP, he has said, they won't set the market. Even though they did it with the running backs when they gave Ezekiel Elliott the contract. Remember, yeah. that was the other thing, that they waited too long uh, when the Rams um, made uh, signed. Just, well, the Rams signed Gurley. Gurley to that, to that money, right. And then and then is, they came and they... they blown up in their face now. Right. But the Cowboys did the same thing. They over they they went and paid uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, a lot of money, setting the, 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 the standard for running backs. Here's where you and I differ on Dak. Because you're right. This year against the good teams, he struggled. He didn't get it done. And neither did, obviously, the team didn't. Okay. But if you look at Dak's history, this is fourth season in the league. The first three years in the league, Rob, he got it done against good teams. They were before this loss to Philadelphia two a week ago. Right. He was five and zero against Philadelphia. Or had won, you know, five straight, his last five games against Philadelphia. So Philadelphia obviously has been a good team over the past few years. They had beaten that last year. They beat Philly twice, Atlanta and New Orleans. And the year before that, his second year in the league, uh, again, of course, they beat Philadelphia. They beat Kansas City. In his first year in the league, they beat Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Like, it's not, you can't say he can never beat good teams 
because he's done it throughout his career. He just didn't get it done this year. And while he's to blame somewhat, you also have to look at a lot of other factors, the drop balls, you know, the defense and things like that. I don't think you can put all of that on Dak Prescott because I do think he, he can clearly beat good teams and he's proven that in the past. In fact, Rob, his record as a starting quarterback since he entered the league, he has more wins than every quarterback not named Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. That's he's a winner. He, he hasn't won the Super Bowl, but he's got you hate it, but it's true. The intangibles. Yeah, but he didn't have those. And those intangibles didn't didn't work for him this year. Didn't work this year. And, didn't and, work this and, year. And this was the year, Chris. After after the first couple of years there, and you could take all of that. They thought once they signed Ezekiel Elliott, remember that he was holding out. They got him back. Everybody thought the Cowboys, and they looked at the division. You thought they were going to win that division. Who was in the way? And it was the Eagles. The Giants had another bad year. You know, they were it's going from the transition. Year. It's a down year. That it's should have been their year. division no and have a chance in the NFC. And instead, the Cowboys uh, didn't make it happen. So well, I, I, I'm just not – I'm, I'm not ready to – if I'm the Cowboys, I can't commit to him, Chris. I'll franchise well, tag you him. Can. I you can. You said you can if he's, if he's oh, but willing I, to take about 35. Yeah, but I doubt he's going to – I'm just saying, I mean, I'm not committing to him – if he wants the going rate or he wants to set the market. But that, see, I, I think the goal, going rate is about 35. And I think the Cowboys will have a lot of ammunition to say, look, I mean, we didn't even make the playoffs this year. We're paying you right there at the top of the league. It's Russell Wilson type money. And the difference is, think year. about this. Jared Goff got that 35, Chris, coming off a Super Bowl right. year. Think about right. that. And you're going to pay Dak. When they didn't even make the playoffs. Right, right. So if, to me, if they're willing to give him that, which I think they are, he needs to take it. But it, it, I'm with you if that he is insistent on 40 million a year. Cause it's not, I'm not in position where it's like 40 million or bust. I got you. And here's the deal, Rob. I believe the franchise tag starts around 27. And then the second year is 31. So he would be taking, you know, a, a huge cut if he doesn't take 35 and wants to take the franchise tag. But that's what the Cowboys can do. And, and I, that's what I would do. If I were them, that's what I would do with Dak Prescott. So, all right, your turn to weigh in. Did Dak Prescott do enough this season to earn himself a big payday in Dallas? Your turn to weigh in, 877-99 on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. We will continue the conversation with you next. I'm Chris Broussard. He's Rob Parker. We're the Odd Couple, and we're in for Dan Patrick. Everybody's got a to-do list. I get one from my wife. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing? You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? Do you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up? This is the way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's Geico.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. All right, it's the Dan Patrick Show. I'm Chris Broussard alongside my partner, Rob Parker. We are the iCouple in for Dan today, and we're brought to you by Mercedes AMG Driving Performance. All right, it's your turn to weigh in, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. What are your thoughts on Dak and even a few other NFL topics out there. Let's hit the phones, Rob. All right, let's do it. Let's start with uh, Mo in Waco, Texas. You're on the Dan Patrick Show. It's the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. Good morning and Happy New Year to you. I love you both. So, man, y'all do an outstanding job. So it's an honor, pleasure, and privilege to talk to both of you. Hey, Mo, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. We thank appreciate you. it. Happy New Year to you. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I'm, as far as the DAC, um, I'm, I'm in agreement that, yeah, he should just get $35 million and uh, not get a maximum contract of $40 million. I mean, yeah, he didn't make the playoff. And plus, I know he had the shoulder injury and, and some other factors as well. But no, he shouldn't. He shouldn't get he should just get thirty five million because you have to remember too, whatever they they end up paying Dak is going to have a trickle down effect on if they even right. bring back Omari Cooper. And other and other guys as well. They got several free agents. Right. I know they have a lot of guys locked up, but Byron Jones. Amari, you know, Amari Cooper had a bad year, man. He, this, he really did. Well, Last year Rob, he was great, Chris. No, and Thanks, Mo, for the call. In, in a lot of the big games. No. Even his body language looked poor. Like he didn't want it. You know, in that game against Philadelphia. Yeah, he wasn't out on the field. I mean, I don't, I, I know he said the coaches told him that he was gassed from the, uh, you know, he looked gassed. He just, he didn't show up. New England, he didn't play well. Obviously, Philadelphia. Look, I'd pay him because you got to bring him back, but I'm not, I'm not making him the highest paid or, you know, right up there as far as receivers. I'm sorry. All right, let's go to Ugo in Cleveland. You're on the Odd Couple. You're on the Dan Patrick Show. It's the Odd Couple the on Fox. Couple. <laughs> That's right. It's hey. the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, first time caller. Been listening to you all from your very first episode. I work every single day, second shift, so I could never call in. So let me say thank you all for just being on the radio. Y'all are so entertaining. And I listen to all Fox Sports, and you two are my favorite. Wow. So thank, you thank you, brother. That is we very appreciate nice. appreciate that. And much love, Cleveland, my Cleveland homeboy. Oh, there you go, Chris. Chris, <laughs> Chris Bourne was born in nine different places. I, I, I hey. claim a lot of places, one of them being Cleveland. Hey, so with this Freddie Kitchens thing, I'm, I'm like, what, what happens if the Browns go like the next ten years, like the last ten years? Like, are they going to take our team away again? I'm like, it's to the point that where, ain't like, going to happen. If we can't get it together with Baker and. Odell and all these weapons. I'm like, you know, I'm just, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm sorry about it. I'm sorry about John Dorsey. I thought he was doing good, but the Freddie Kitchens hire was bad. You know, you, so don't, don't, you know. don't lose franchises based on them being bad teams. Otherwise, they would have taken away yeah. the Detroit Lions 50 years ago. Right, right. <laughs> Detroit, Cincinnati right. has been, right. been a while since they were good. You know, like, you could say you have several teams, but the fan base, and again, being, you know, a Clevelander, I know the fan base there is great. And as long yeah. as they keep filling that stadium and, you know, putting some fannies in the seats, 
They'll keep the team, but you are right. Now you have the talent. Thanks for the call. I'm not saying you, yep. you might not have yep. Super Bowl talent, Rob. But no, they got talent. No, right? there's talent on the roster. Right. Yes, yes. I, it's just, a good job. You know, I just had a problem with the the coach that they hired, and you know, in the situation. Right. That was really my thing. I I liked on paper well, what um, they need. What you're saying, they need an adult in the room. Exactly. With all and those guys, that's what their next coach should be: the adult in the room. All right, let's go to Sean in Tampa. You're on the Dan Patrick Show. It's the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. Happy holidays, guys. Doing a great job as always. Thank you, Thank Sean. You. Thank you. I can't I can't deal with Dak Prescott because we got our own problem here in Tampa with James Winston. Yes. So tell I heard us where you, you're at on James. Yeah. I, I heard you mention that if he got in the right situation with the right coach, that maybe it could turn him around. Well, my deal with James is everything is above the shoulders. I don't know if he is that good a quarterback at reading defenses. Bruce Arians was brought in here to be that guy. Right. And Arians is good. You're right. And Ar- and Arians is a quarterback. You know, he's the quarterback guru. So where does he go on the open market? And if you're a franchise and you're looking at Jameis, do you look at Cam Newton and say, now which one do I want? And and what if Dak walks and, and Dak's out there? Who do you look at? Dak? Cam? Well, I don't Jameis? think they'll let Dak. I yeah, the Cowboys. I don't think so either. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying, hypothetically, if he, if he was out there. Bridgewater, Cam, Jameis. It, it, look, if, if Arian gives up on him, then that does say something. But what if you're Indy? How about Indy? Frank Wright, quarterback whisperer, could he do something uh, with Winston? Could he do something with Winston? Absolutely. But somehow I think that if Phillip Rivers is going to land somewhere, it's an Indy. Because oh, he, yeah. he's got a connection to Frank Wright. You know what? But I just think I wouldn't. Rivers, I think, is done. I mean, he, 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 no, I'm with no. you, but you know, people have relationships and all kinds yeah. of stuff. I agree with you, Chris, that I, I just, Philip Rivers to me, I, I just wouldn't move on that. And I, and I understand where the charges are going because there's a chance right. we talked about it before that Brady, this could be Brady's last run in New England. He could wind up, uh, playing for the LA Chargers because yeah. they need to sell tickets. And a lot of great right. quarterbacks have finished up elsewhere, Chris. They have a pretty good defense. They got a, some things going for them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, no, let's get to. Uh, I got another call here. Let's go to uh, Dominique in uh, Austin, Texas. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. It's the Dan Patrick Show. Hey guys, I understand what what a lot of people feel about Dak, but really, the Cowboys got enough money to pay him thirty five or forty million, and to pay Byron Jones or Amari Cooper, and the franchise one of them. So. They, the money is is no issue. Those three people are the people that they need to uh, pay. Dominique, and, I'm gonna stop you because you so say the you money is no issue, then he would have been signed already. Come on, uh, there is a thing no, about the this, money. He would have been no, signed. No. That's because when whoever his people is wasn't uh, it was their fault. But the Cowboys got the money to no, pay. No, he, here's the thing, Dominique. Look <laughs> at most of these quarterbacks that get the huge contracts from Kirk Cousins to Matthew Stafford to Matt Ryan. Most of those teams don't end up being great teams once they pay the guy. No. Because they they can't pay anybody else. And so it's not as simple as, oh, they got the money. There is a cap. And a lot of times when you pay your quarterback huge money, you have to eat it somewhere else. And you can't go out and get the top receiver, lineman, whatever it may be. 
y'all be, y'all better do your research. They got the money. I'm nah, that's not the, so the. So you money. would give him? Would you give him forty a year? Yeah, I give him forty a year. All right, that's why. why uh, nah, nah, Dominique. <laughs> the problem is, if that was the case, he would have been signed. If they just given out money, everybody's looking for a franchise quarterback. Every team. So, so if that was the case, they would have signed him. Jerry would have said, "How much do you want? Fifty mil? What does it matter? I have the money." That's not how it goes. So you better do your research. That's why he didn't have a contract. Oh, that's right. why. That, that's did. why the Redskins never, never signed. Never signed uh, and, and Rob, Kirk Cousins. I do, think, I do think the Cowboys believe in Dak much more than the Redskins. No, I, I know, but I'm just saying, if it was, if money was no option, Chris, right? It's not. It's not yes, baseball. It's not unlimited money. You've got a cap. So I'm not buying that. Speaking of one quarterback, who now, Chris, I think you should probably uh, apologize to and give him some credit <laughs> is Wentz in a lifetime. Carson Wentz <laughs> is better than Dak Prescott. We talked about oh, it. You, month, I don't care. Yes. After one Look month? at what he did, though. Chris, his team beat down, battered, bruised. He had nobody. And they won their last four games, win the division. You got to get, and he played well against the Giants. Give him some credit. All right. Give him I, credit. Look, Carson Wentz has been great the last month of the season. And I will give him credit. He did show what everybody else has thought that he was. And really, it's something he hasn't really shown since his, what would have been an MVP season. That second year, right, hurt, right. Right. He was 11 and two and got hurt. So I'll give you that. I, I, I'm not against Carson Wentz. He just wasn't bringing it. And his backup was bringing it. That's all I'm saying. Now here, I'm going to throw a few things at you, Rob, about Wentz. First of all, let me say this. Stop calling Boston Scott and Miles Sanders nobodies. Those boys are bad. Am I wrong? No, I, I get that. But Boston th- Scott looked like another little Darren Sproles. I know, but you got to admit, now going in. the receivers, in, I'll give you that. He, the receiver's core is depleted. Totally so I, depleted. Hey, hey, what was it? Former quarterback was his number one Grant receiver. Ward. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Zach Ertz got hurt. That's his favorite target and all that. But here's what I'll throw at you, Rob, and, and I want your, your view on this. We have seen the reports over the last, what, year and a half or so about players having issues, not the whole locker room. But some. I don't know if half, a quarter, whatever, but enough. Right. You know, significant, that's a significant fair. number of players had issues with wins. And that's fair. Now, my view, and I've, that's where I've questioned, okay, is he a leader? Is he a guy that can lead men and get guys galvanize the locker room? He obviously was that this last month. There's no question about it. But what what was noticeable? The veterans, a lot of them were hurt. And I'm get, I'm sure it wasn't rookies and young players and scout team guys who had problems with Carson Wentz. So now he's got young guys that have, you know, they believe in him. They're trying to prove they can play in the league. They're trying to prove they can be productive players when given the chance. And they're doing whatever Carson wants. And they have had great success this month. I think, I don't think that's a coincidence. And I think Philadelphia may have to look at that. Obviously, you want to get very good players in. But I think that, you know, maybe some of the elements in the locker room that were, had issues with Carson need to go. And you get guys in there that believe in him. 
He's our guy. He's the leader of the team. He sets the culture because he is, by all accounts, you know, most accounts, I should say, a high character guy. And, and so I think that's I don't think that's a coincidence, Rob, that a lot of these young scout team guys, they believe in Carson and they had no choice but to do do it his way. And I think also some of those people who were chirping and had issues, when you look at his body of work this and at the end of the year and how he rallied the troop. Cause remember, they looked bad at one point, Chris. It looked they like looked they bad. were not going to get yep. there. And instead, they turned it around. They win the last four. They win the big game against Dallas at home, which easily they could have lost, and that would have been their season, right? They, so they win that game, and then they finish up with the big win uh, just o- over the Giants to uh, clinch the division. So now you got to look and say, Wentz uh, in a lifetime, Chris, stayed healthy all year, right? Right. But that's still a question. No, but he, but he did, though. Say I'm saying, but this year. year he's, and I give, give him credit. But it's the first year he's been healthy since like his freshman year in college or something like that. But he did stay healthy. So and they All won right. the division. Yep. Let's get to a guy that can talk pro football and college football. He's a Super Bowl champion himself, and now a Fox Sports NFL and college football analyst, Spencer Tillman. Spencer, what's happening, man? What's Welcome up? To what's the cracking? Dan Patrick Show with the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob. Uh, Chris, Rob, I'm licking my wounds. Oklahoma, obviously, my alma mater got it handed to him by a much, much stronger LSU team. So recovering from that, but other than that, uh, life's good, man. How are you guys doing? We are, we are good, but we can't let you off that easy. Yes. <laughs> you already know that. Spencer, I was one of the guys pounding the drum. I want to see Oklahoma in the final four. You know, when it looked like they were going to be one spot out, you know, I was like, I want to see Jalen Hurts with these other top quarterbacks. I want to see them in the Final Four. And I, every, I heard a lot of people saying, but every time they get there, they get blasted. And this was obviously the worst that, that we've ever seen. What in the world happened? What happened, Lucy? <laughs> Seven TDs in the first half. I've never seen anything like that. Well, I have. I mean, we can go back a few years. We won't revisit the USC, uh, you know, bloodletting. But, uh, you know, look, it, it happens, guys. And let me tell you why it happens. And, and again, my Oklahoma fans out there are going to suggest that I'm not, you know, true to the, the crimson and cream, but that's not what it is. I'm an analyst. Ultimately, I say what I see. I think Oklahoma plays in a cul-de-sac of a conference. And I'm not belittling them, but I'm just saying outside of Texas, which is not back yet, um, Kansas State was the team that beat them this year. When you think about that, not to disparage anything about what Kansas State is about, but they're not a perennial contender. So you know, there's no really flag bearer outside of Oklahoma since Nebraska left for the Big Ten. And, you know, this, the, 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 the tradition is the currency of our game. And when that starts to be diminished, I think the patina of value goes away from this conference. And it's been long suffering. It's been over time and it's been slow. And I think what happens is you either got to be elite or when you get outside of that cul-de-sac of a conference, you get exposed. And it typically comes down to defense. And to me, I just think that's where Oklahoma is right now. You know, Alex Grinch is a great coach. I like him. The speed D concept, all that stuff is good. But it came up short, and they were exposed once they got outside of that cul-de-sac. Spencer, quickly, tell quickly, me. Quickly, okay. Do they need to leave the Big 12? I mean, what, what do you think is the answer there? Well, I don't know if you necessarily need to leave. Either you entice somebody else to come back or these other two uh, teams, uh, Texas chief among them, needs to excel and get, get back to being Texas. If they can do that, I think they can get by with two juggernauts in the conference. And then occasionally, you know, Iowa State was on the come. I think Coach Campbell is an outstanding coach. 
Uh, Mike Gundy's going to be a consistent nine, sometimes ten game winner, but they always going to be the little sister to Oklahoma. I, that's just my feeling about it, and they've never lost Oklahoma State. I mean, that's just the that's just the way it is in that conference. And until they can get over that stigma, they're always going to be that school. So they've got to get over that hump. They're kind of like what Michigan State is to Michigan. Occasionally, Michigan State would beat Michigan, right? Particularly now that they're struggling. So uh, I think I think that has to happen. You either got to get Texas strong again, or you got to think about consolidation. I think that's going to ultimately happen if they continue to be on the outside looking in. Because at some point in time, and I know Lincoln Riley is opposed to this, but you you cannot help if you're an objective viewer. I don't care if it's supposed to be based on the body of work for a given year. You're going to look at the totality of what has happened over time. If that narrative gets strong enough, that is to say Oklahoma does well in their conference, and then when they get outside of it into the big stage, they get exposed. When that narrative starts to be repeated again and again, that objectiveness is going to disappear and start to bleed over. And so when they get left out, they're going to be sitting there as entitled children being a little bit frustrated at the system. How about uh, this, Spencer? Uh, people are saying Joe Burrow, who, of course, had an unbelievable game, who already won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, uh, if he wins the, the championship, would would basically register the greatest uh, quarterback uh, play in a single season in college football. Are you on that bandwagon? Oh, no question about it. But again, it's for not the reasons that everybody thinks necessarily. I think he's got a lot of great upside because of the time he was was down sitting behind those starters at, at Ohio State. So there's a lot that's still there. I think what the reason why you can project forward, and that's what the NFL draft is really all about, right? It's about projecting the potential of a guy. When you have uh, the, the convergence of a coordinator, whether it's just through the passing game with Brady or Isminger, was, which was more conservative there at LSU, when you have the coming together of those assets, those raw skills, and in a great mind, beautiful things can happen. I mean, this is the same quarterback that was there last year in a more conservative offense. Well, where was that juggernaut offense then? It took a passing game guru to come in and unleash that, combined with the great defense, maybe not the most elite over the ones they've had over the last seven to eight years, or historically longer than that, They've been known for active defensive fronts. They're big, but they're not nearly as athletic as they have been in the past. But that's what the key is. It is the coming together of Brady, Isminger, with his run game competency, along with the quarterback who has all the capacity and skill set to throw the football and some mobility, right? He's got athleticism as well. All of that coming together, guys, it's, it's one of those things where nobody knows what he's capable of doing in this system. And so you shock the conference, which is inclined to be more physical and not necessarily spread. You're in the SEC. I mean, nobody can beat them in conference. Even, the, even Alabama wasn't able to handle them. So I, I think it was the coming together and convergence of several factors that got them where they are right now. Fox Sports NFL and college football analyst Spencer Tillman joining the Dan Patrick Show. Let's go back to Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley. His name is being mentioned, you know, as a, as a pro coaching candidate, Dallas, maybe Cleveland with re, reuniting with Baker Mayfield. But you mentioned the defense in Oklahoma and that's a big problem. How much of a red flag for some of these NFL teams that are enamored with Lincoln Riley? How much of a red flag should that be? Well, I don't think it should be as big of a red flag because, you know, this isn't Bula Bula at the NFL level. I mean, here, in most cases, maybe three or four withstanding right now, you're going to have general managers and people who are separate and apart who are not involved in the process of necessarily recruiting. 
they're they're recruiting less and they're more about selecting players who are going to be slotted in position. So when they go into their meetings and determine what we need, how are we going to play this game? Is it going to be complimentary? It's not going to be like college where it's going to be one-sided. Every throw game that I know at the college level that's been elite, whether it's Washington State, you know, with, with Mike Leach and what he does out there, or whether it's Lincoln Riley, you're going to have a downtick on the defensive side of the ball because people are going to be inclined to go to that institution because of what they do and what they excel in, and that's throwing the football at Oklahoma. Maybe not so much this year because Jalen Hurts was more of a runner, but the previous two Heisman Trophy winners were deadly accurate in throwing the ball and also could run. I think Murray was probably obviously the better runner of the two, uh, of the three that were part of it, but I think it's, it's those factors that you look at and anytime you are a spread team that's got a guru, that's an offensive mind, that roster is going to skew toward his leaning. You saw it happen with Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech, but yet he still got a, a head coaching job at, at Arizona. And the reason why that happens is the college game for the first time, and this inflection point, guys, happened about eight years ago in earnest. Now the college game is influencing the pro game at the level. When yep. I was growing up, it was all about just the opposite of that. It was, well, we run a pro-style offense. Well, no. The NFL is being influenced by that. So I think things have changed a little bit, and I don't think anything's going to change at Oklahoma drastically. Just hired Alex. They're going to give him another year or two to see how it works out. But it's, it's a problem. It's a problem with anybody who's focused so much on spread concepts that are based in the past. You're not going to attract elite defensive talent. It's hey, not. Hey, Spencer, real quick. We only have like 30 or 40 yep. seconds. Yep. Uh, Cowboys, of course, didn't make the playoffs. If I, if you had to pick one guy who's to blame for this, is it Jason Garrett, is it Dak Prescott, or is it Jerry Jones? Who, who are you Jerry picking? Jones. Jerry Jones. Leadership always begins with leadership. And nothing significant happens without it. And that's the bottom line. Simple answer. And he, and 25 years and the, and the results aren't good. I'm, I'm with you on that. Jerry just will not allow football people to do what he has to do. Hey, Spencer, we appreciate your time. Great right, stuff, guys, man, as always. Care. Happy All New right, Year. All right, brother. Yep, happy Same New you Year. Guys. Yep. Spencer Tillman. I have a bone to pick with a handful of disgruntled Ohio State fans. I'll tell you why next. I'm Chris Broussard. He's Rob Parker. We are The Odd Couple, and this is The Dan Patrick Show. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. 
It's the odd couple, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker, filling in for Dan Patrick. This, of course, is the Dan Patrick Show. Rob, do you send out holiday cards? I do. I'm one of the few. I got yours from your family. Yes. I can't believe you send out holiday cards and I didn't get one. You got one. I sent one to you guys. To to New Jersey? Yes. What do you mean you didn't get it? Uh, I haven't seen it. Maybe my wife saw it. Yeah. No, I did send you guys one because I got, I got we one back. We better have gotten one. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But anyway, do you or your loved ones like to print out your own holiday cards? How about letters to Santa and family? With the holiday season right around the corner, I've got the perfect gift for you. The Epson Echo Tank Printer. Kiss expensive cartridges goodbye. Echo Tank comes with a ridiculous amount of ink in the box. Enough to print thousands and thousands of pages. This compact cartridge-free printer has supersized ink tank, which means you will never hassle with buying or changing expensive ink cartridges again. Wow. Uniquely keyed ink bottles make it easy to fill each color tank. Now you can print all your receipts, wish lists, holiday cards, gift tags for everyone on your list. In color, no less. Echo Tank is changing the way people print. So if you're thinking about the perfect holiday gift for yourself this year, do what I did and add the Epson Echo Tank printer to your holiday shopping list so you can just fill and chill. Check out Epson Echo Tank printers at Best Buy, Office Depot, Office Max, Staples, and at Epson.com slash Echo Tank Dan. I better find that card, Rob. You got it. I, I right. sent it to you and the family. As soon as the show's over, I'm going to look for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no lie. My Ohio State Buckeyes lost, Rob, to Clemson, obviously. I think they outplayed Clemson. couple big plays they gave up, and that was that. But I thought early in the game when they were settling for field goals, they were running up and down the field on Clemson, passing it, really. I was saying, man, they are leaving critical points on the board. When they were up, whenever you do that, you have a chance for another team to to beat you, Chris. Am I right? Yes. No doubt. It should have been 24 0 when they were up 16 0. And it came back to haunt them. I don't want to hear about the blown call, the fumble recovery for a touchdown. I, I think it was a bad call. I think the guy, the receiver took three and a half steps with the football. That's a catch. But. Ohio State fans are crying about it. Look, it was a terrible call. Not as bad as New Orleans got last year against the Rams. Nothing as bad as that, Chris. Right. Nothing. And what do we say, though, right? It happens. Yep. Is is Byron uh, Russell, Brian Russell, is he still complaining about Michael Jordan shoving him on the last shot? No, you got to let it go. It's sports. And this is the Odd Couple. We are in for Dan Patrick, the Dan Patrick Show You got one hour left. You know what to do. Keep it locked. Happy holidays from your friends at Podcast One. Hi, everyone. It's Becca from the Lady Gang. We wanted to say thank you to all our advertisers for their support this year. We couldn't do it without you. Have a very happy holiday season. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for listening this year and have a happy and safe holiday. Hi, it's Barbara Boxer wishing you a happy new year. And this is Nicole. Yeah, and we're wishing you a happy holidays. Hey, everyone. It's Sheena Shea from Shenanigans. Just wishing you all happy holidays and a very happy new year. Hey, guys, it's Nas and Nadia from Ladies Ladies Like Like Us. Us. We want to wish our listeners a very happy holiday and say thank you to all our advertisers who support our show. We could not do it without you. Happy holidays. Hey, it's Heather and Terry Dubrow. Hello. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Chuck, I know you love being Santa. No, I am Santa. 
Yeah. Yeah. All day, every day. Happy, Happy holidays, holidays from Adulting Like a Mother Father. Hey everyone, it's Caitlin Bristow from Off the Vine Podcast wishing you a very happy holiday season and thank you for all of your support this year. Tis the season of giving! And we know you're looking for gifts for your family and friends right now. So check out our amazing sponsors who bring you showmance every week for free. Give us your ears. And they'll give you awesome deals. And we will give you more of the content you love. Hey, it's Heidi Pratt. I just want to thank all of our amazing sponsors for making this show possible and everything that they do so we can have this free podcast for you guys every week. So thank you so much to all of our awesome sponsors. We love you and we really love all your products. So thank you. Hey everybody, Steve Austin here. And I want to wish you a very happy holiday season and a happy new year. And that's the bottom line. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.